Now from the Greater St. Peter African Methodist Episcopal Church in Jonesboro, Georgia, this is the podcast. said the right to vote is precious, almost sacred. It's the most powerful nonviolent tool or instrument in a democratic society. However, on a bloody Sunday in 1965, it took violence to secure the right to vote for black folks. On March 7, 1965, marchers gathered in Selma, Alabama. As they crossed the Edmund Pettus Bridge, they were met by police and state troopers who attacked the unarmed marchers with billy clubs and tear gas. 17 marchers were hospitalized and 50 treated for lesser injuries. And John Lewis, the man who would later call voting rights almost sacred, almost died as he suffered a fractured skull. Greater St. Peter member Estella McLeod was on the Edmund Paredes Bridge that day. The 15-year-old was not hurt but the events and the meaning of that day will never be forgotten by her and will always be honored by all of us. Today on the podcast, Estella McLeod revisits Bloody Sunday as she reinforces the importance of the right to vote and motivates us for today's fight against voter suppression. Hey everybody and welcome to the podcast and I am here with Sister Estella McLeod who is a member of Greater St. Peter and Sister McLeod, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Pastor. So you have a rich history and the purpose of our session today is to get into some of that rich history. So let's start off from where were you born? I was born in Alberta, Alabama. Tell me about Alberta, Alabama. Alberta was a small little place where you could look out the window and holler over to the next city. <laughs> it was so small. <laughs> Is it close to anything? Yeah, it's close to, uh, it's about 25 miles out of Selma. So it's 25 miles out of Selma. Yes. And so in 1965, what were you doing? What was I doing? I was in school at that time. Uh, grade school, elementary school? High school. High school. High mm-hmm. school. And uh, and so what was the climate in terms of civil rights? Talk about that. Civil rights. We didn't have any rights because we were like sharecroppers and we, we had to farm the lands and stuff like that. And we couldn't go to school until everything was done. Mm. For instance, like in, in March, we were, school get out in May. And we in in March we had to stop and fertilize the land and hold the cotton and pick not pick it because it don't come out to August, but um, farm the land. And when, at that time, when we finished that, we can go to school. But then we go, we go to school after if it rains, it's too wet. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so we just you know it it was hard. It was hard on us. We really had hard times. 
trying to get an education. Mm. You were one of how many? Well, how many uh, siblings did you have? Ten. Ten. What mm-hmm. What number are you? Number two. Number two of ten. So in 1965, mm-hmm. uh, the Selma to Montgomery march occurs. Mm-hmm. And where are you and what did you decide to do about that? You know, one time, one of the um, landlords came by and he asked my mother, he said, is Lee home? Which is my father. And she said, no, sir, he's not at home. He said, well, when Lee come home, you tell him I want to see him. She said, yes, sir. And it hit me right then. She's much older than he is. So why would she be answering him? Yes, sir. You know, so I said, okay, you know, we got to change this. I said to myself, we need to change it. And at that time, Martin Luther King was coming around different places and, you know, we were doing margins, protest margin and camp meetings about the, about the right to vote. So I said, that's what we need to do, get the right to vote so we could have our, you know, make it better for, for the future generation. Now, how old were you then? Fifteen. I was 15 years old. You were 15 years old and, and you understood and realized that Absolutely. then? Absolutely. Absolutely. So... At that time, she she's, you know, answering him yes and no, sir, and she's much older than he is. So that's when I feel like we need a change. Mm. Yes. So 15, you know you need a change. Mm-hmm. You had attended some camp meetings with Dr. King and others? Yes. What were they like? They were wonderful because Dr. King was, you know, he was saying that we need our rights to vote and and the right to vote will bring about a change. And we definitely need a change because our schooling, we get the, you know, the books from the white people and all the pages are missing and stuff like that. And we need it better. We need it better. And that need to be a better change. So how did you find yourself involved in the march from Montgomery, from Selma, excuse me, to Montgomery. Okay, like I said, Dr. King said there would be a march from Selma to Montgomery so we could uh, get get the right to vote. So I told my mother, I said, well, Mom, can I go? She said, as a matter of fact, before that, my mother and my brothers had got locked up. Really? <laughs> they, they had got locked up for marching. But you know what? I never got locked up because I... I ran. I was not going to jail. I was not going to go to jail. So I ran away, and uh, they got locked up. They took them in the bill- took them in the cab where they took them to jail. And my father went back that evening, and they let him go. Mm. How, how many times did they get locked up? Just once. Just once. Just once. And from that day on, I said, I want to be involved in that march to Montgomery. So she said, okay, you can go. So that was the first march, the Bloody Sunday March. Tell me about that. Oh, my gosh. It was unbelievable. We all gathered at Brown Chapel, and somehow Dr. King was not there. He he didn't show because he had a, a meeting. They say he had a meeting in Montgomery. So John Lewis, started, they led the march. And as we went out, out of John, uh, Brown Chapel Church at the corner where we had to turn to go left up to toward Montgomery, toward the bridge, there was a lot of people, white people out there yelling, go back home, nigger, 
go back home where you belong. But we kept going, and um, John Lewis and another guy says, okay, let's go. And they went on, and they marched. I was like in the mid, by the mid, it was about 200 people there. Mm-hmm. And I was about midway of those people. I never was the one to want to be on the camera. <laughs> I was so shy. So there were cam- you saw the cameras out yeah, there? Yeah, they had black cameras photographers taking mm-hmm. pictures so we march on up and at the end of the when the when they got ready to go they saw a whole lot of police in uh uniform because they because the the Edmund Prentice bridge it goes up so so there's yes, a point a, 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 almost like a hill right and so and then it drops down. and then it drops down yes and so and so you did not see them until you got to the top of that hill that's right that's right. And I looked down. I, what did I see? Nothing but tear gas and billy clubs beating up the people. So I turned around and <laughs> I didn't want to get hit either. So, so you ran? I, I ran. I ran to, back towards the church, which everybody else did. You, all you could see is uh, tear gas and and the horses. They was on horseback. you know. So I was running, 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 and I fell. Hmm. I fell and that horse came right by me. I oh, I prayed. I said, "Dear God, let me live, let me live," and He did. And that's why I'm here right now. Wow! That, how close? How close was the horse to you? The horse was. I was in. We was like on in because they had took out one side of the the traffic. So, well, as a matter of fact, they had stopped the traffic. So the horses was like on the side, and I was on the sidewalk. Came right by me. So when I got a chance to get up, oh, it was so, it was horrible. Mm. It was horrible. All those, all those people, their clothes are strewn all over the bridge. And we ran back to the church. So they just went and canceled in March for that day. That was, that was Bloody Sunday. But you were okay. Yes, I was okay. Any anybody that you knew got hurt? Like I said, uh, uh, John Lewis, and I, there was there was only me and my one other girl from my school that went. I didn't know the other people, so one girl from my school and myself, we was we was there. She didn't get hurt, and I didn't either. Okay. So when they decided to have the next march, which was the second one, my mother said, "You're not going." <laughs> <laughs> so you, because you, you you get home, yeah, and uh, and 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 your mother gets word of what happened, or you told your well, parents. She saw it on TV. She saw it on TV. That's right. It was yeah, a, yeah. And mm-hmm. she, so she said, "You're not going. You're not going back. You're not going back." Were you scared that day? I wasn't scared, not really. You know, I. I was just hoping I didn't get hurt because there was some blood. A lot of people got beat up, you know, but like I said, I'm a runner. Okay. <laughs> I ran. <laughs> so, so you go home. Your mother says you're not going. Mm-hmm. Then what happened? Okay. Then the next three days later, there was another march. Right. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go on that one. But then um, the second march, Dr. King was there. Mm-hmm. And I heard that he took the, he was going to go take the people to march, but then he did a prayer and led them back to the church. Right. Yeah, that's what I heard. So I wasn't there, but that's what I heard. And that, and that is what happened. Yep. yep yeah. Yep. Okay. So 
and it was a compromise because the this is what uh, he didn't have the federal protection yet, right? And right. so he decided let's do that. That's a compromise, and mm-hmm. then they got the federal protection for the third march, and you were on that oh, third yes. march. I said, told my mom, I said, mom, I don't want to disrespect disrespect you, but would you please, <laughs> please, please let me go? And uh, she said, I have to think about it. And I have to ask your father. So uh, they talked about it. They talked about it. So I said, please let me go. I got to do something. I have to. This is something I have to do. Wow. Oh, it, I felt like if I couldn't do it, I was going to explode or something. So she told me, yes, you can go. And I was so happy, so happy. Oh, my God. Mm. So we got together again at Brown Chapel. This was the third third March, and we headed out on Sunday evening, and we camped out that night. They had built a tent for us to camp out on, and we slept on the left side of the, off the road, you know, in big tents. Mm-hmm. We had no sleeping bag or nothing. Really? <laughs> Did you have a cot to sleep <laughs> no, on? No, we slept on the ground. Oh, my gosh. We slept on the ground. And um, the next morning, we get up. I'm like, I never like oatmeal. I never like oatmeal. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we ate so much oatmeal and grits on that march. My goodness, oatmeal and grits. If it wasn't oatmeal, it was grits. Mm. We didn't have bacon and eggs. We had oatmeal and grits every morning. What did did so you have the, lunch and dinner? Or? Oh yeah, lunch. They had sandwiches and stuff. Right. So they had um, lunch coming from Selma, and they had it coming from Montgomery. So the lunches and dinner and everything was coming from both sides. Now to I feed the people. Uh, yeah. Wow. I understand. It's approximately fifty miles. Yeah. So how many? How long did it take you to to make the march? Four and a half days. Hmm. From Sunday to Thursday. Yeah. Every night sleeping on the ground. Mm-hmm. Every day eating oatmeal and grits for breakfast. Yeah. Sandwiches for lunch. Lunch. And they had dinners, you know, different kind of stuff. A little bit better than the, <laughs> than the breakfast. But the whole time you were outside. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't rain. And it didn't rain. It didn't okay. Rain. okay. This was in March, April of 1965. Mm-hmm. So you get to uh, Montgomery, and uh, what's the condition of your clothes? Did you have to? Did you have a change of clothes? Did you have a toothbrush? Or yeah, we had. We took our toothbrush, but we didn't change your clothes. We didn't have to take. We didn't take a bath. I mean, they gave you some little. You know, in the toilets and stuff where you go into the bathroom, you wipe up and stuff like that, wash your face. But there's like wipes and stuff like that you wipe up that way. We didn't change our clothes. And by the time I got to Montgomery, I had walked out of my shoes. <laughs> I was bare feet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I didn't have any sneakers. <laughs> it was some kind of, you know, regular shoes. Yeah. And they tore up on me. <sighs> Mm-hmm. How far did you walk um, barefoot? After it was like just a little bit before we got to the capital, you know. So from the capital on, I was bare feet till I got back home. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. at the Capitol, uh, Dr. King gives a speech. There's a rally. Yes. yes. What do you remember about that? I remember Governor Wallace was up there peeping out the window. <laughs> he never did come out to, you know, say anything. He just listened and look out the window, peep out the window. And Martin Luther King gave, let me see, his speech was not now. I know you're asking today, how long will it take? Somebody's asking, how long will prejudice blind the visions of men? I come to say to you this afternoon, However difficult the moment, yes, sir. however frustrating the hour, it will not be long no, because truth crushed earth will rise again. Yes, sir. How long, not long, yes, sir. because no lie can live forever. Yes, sir. How long, not long, yes, because you shall reap what you sow. Yes, How long, How not long. long. So the march is over. Then what happened? Oh, okay. We went back home. And and how did you get back home? They drove us back. We didn't walk back. They drove us back to the uh, to the church, and our family or some member had to come pick us up from there. When you got back home, mm-hmm. any reprisals, anything untoward happened because they knew the white folks knew you're you're person who owned the land that you sharecropped on they knew i suspect that you took place in the, took part in march no there was nothing there was nothing we didn't have any problem at all from them but uh, they still continue to have meetings continue to have meetings and stuff like that and that's the way it ended it ended like that but things got better you know, because we got the vote, the right to vote. Mm. That was our main goal anyway, marching for the right to vote, marching to freedom. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. When was the first time you had the uh, opportunity to vote? When did I vote? When I turned 18? 21. 21? 21, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've been voting ever since? Ever since. Haven't missed a time. So what would you say to, to people who... Uh, may not understand the importance of voting. Uh, I would tell them it's very important because voting bring about a change of freedom to do different things that we didn't have the opportunity to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Your reaction to what's going on here in Georgia right now with the voting restrictions that we're seeing? It's ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. Um, I don't see how they say we could cheat on the vote, but they, you know, Trump put up something about we were cheating. How can you cheat when they count over and over again? I didn't understand that. 
and I don't approve of it. Gotcha. Estella McLeod, thank you for what you did when you were a 15-year-old girl making that one but two marches across that Edmund Pettus Bridge. Yes. Thank you for your courage, and bless you for the memories that you have given us today. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. And so until the next time we upload, blessings, mm-hmm. peace, and love. The podcast is a production of Two the Point Theological Media, an association with the Greater St. Peter African Methodist Episcopal Church in Jonesboro, Georgia. The great team that produced this podcast includes Annie Egram, Chandler Bland, and Erica Bland. Mel Bland is our executive producer with help from Cheryl, Maurice, and Vita Bland. GSPJonesboro.org is the new 24-7 home for content from Greater St. Peter. There you will find sermons, blogs, training classes, and a whole lot more. Check it out at gspjonesboro.org. I'm Arvin Bland, pastor of the Greater St. Peter African Methodist Episcopal Church in Jonesboro, Georgia. And to the next time we upload, blessings, peace, and love. Saints, it's your faithfulness to greater St. Peter that enables us to do the work of the Lord. There are four ways you can give to us. First, you can use Cash App at dollar sign G-S-P-A-M-E-C. Second, you can text to give at 770-284-0771. Third, you can use Zelly by typing greater St. Peter 9540 at yahoo.com Fourth and family You can mail your contribution to 9540 Fayetteville Road Jonesboro, Georgia 30238 Thank you and blessings Blessings